Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I'm joined by Pastor Kenny and Pastor John as we talk about what we do to keep ourselves sharp in the craft of preaching. Pastor John and I also dig into our messages on the character of Barak from our series, Sermons from the Saints. We hope you enjoy the conversation. All right, we're back at Armchair Preaching, episode number 18, and we're all back together again, cozy confines of my office and uh, in actual armchairs. On a cold Florida day. It's mm. it's a little chillier this morning. You, yeah. you, you were in Nashville talking about last week yeah. that it was cold, and yep. you brought it back with you. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it actually feels like kind of like November mm-hmm. here in Florida. Finally. Imagine, imagine that. I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's been unusually warm, um, but now today not so much. Yeah. I had to actually put on a sweater today. I only have like five of them, so I'm kind of wearing. You're gonna see cold. if it gets if we get a yeah. cold snap, you're gonna see this that, one. That'll again. cover the five yeah. days of winter. That's, that's right. That's right. Um, and sometimes not the five days. Sometimes I'm just fed up with not having not getting to wear them, so I just throw them on anyway, and I sweat. <laughs> uh, anyway, today we're gonna talk about. Uh, couple things. First, uh, we're going to go into a a general topic, and then we're going to be getting into our sermon um, on Barak uh, from uh, our Sermons from the Saints series. But before we get into that, uh, I want to just talk to you guys about what are the things that you do to stay sharp as a preacher or ways that you improve your preaching craft? What are the thing, kind of the practices or, or routines even that you use to kind of stay, stay focused and stay sharp? So I'm just going to throw it out. John, what about you? What, what's, what's, what are the things that, that you do to kind of stay sharp? Well, you know, we talked about these topics, you know, like the, the day before. So, and one of the first thing that came to my mind was, um, Staying curious—it's just more of a mindset. Just stay curious, and just stay, you know, uh, somebody once said that one of the jobs of a pastor is to pay attention, and uh, kind of pay attention to to the world around us, pay attention to the life of the church, pay attention to the to the faith of the congregation. Stay curious about, uh, pay attention to what's happening in 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 the text. Just stay stay curious, and and part of that for me involves uh, just having a curiosity about the text that is before you. Um, so, so when we we were talking about Barak this week, it's just you know, okay, who is this guy? Yeah, you know, what's his deal? Yeah, what's his motivation? Just stay curious about that. The other part of it is, and more more broadly though, is just just stay curious about the world around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's where being well read and mm-hmm. just going after you know books uh, and novels and uh, you know reading classic stuff, reading new new stuff, reading you know reading the the current literature, reading business. Uh, I'm in the middle of a business book right now on mm-hmm. on. Um, uh, on on culture and mm-hmm. uh, just just staying curious has been a really helpful for me. The commentaries, you know, they're 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 okay, and uh, but for me, um, um, I probably could could be curious about what other commentaries are saying because I have my go to like everybody else have my yeah. my go to uh, commentaries. But mostly, it's that. It's, yeah. yeah, absolutely. What about you, Kenny? Um, well, I think I, I like the angle John went at that because um, in a lot of ways that had to do with um, the types of input. Uh, that you seek out that informs your preaching um, and staying well read and kind of like you said just curious about the things around you my mind went to um, 
the the act the craft of preaching and for me what I what I like to do is to I like to listen to podcasts of other preachers that I connect with or or find interesting um, and there's in particular there's a, a particular podcast I listen to where oftentimes the interviewer is interviewing people who are in some kind of public ministry or nonprofit leadership and he'll often ask them about speaking and preaching and mm-hmm. uh, upfront leadership and and what they're learning about that or what's shaped there so I, I I just I'm always really interested and fascinated by that so I try to listen and I think some of the challenge of that is um, listening out of curiosity, but not thinking that, well, just because that preacher does it that way, I should copy that. Yeah. So trying to filter out what you can learn about preaching or teaching or communicating, uh, but not just trying to kind of cookie cutter, steal yeah. and, and uh, unnaturally apply something that really doesn't maybe fit my style or whatever. But anyways, I, I like to listen to other pastors and preachers and communicators. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I resonate with both of those. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of non-religious podcasts. I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts just about, um, uh, business leaders and, and entrepreneurs and, and pop culture stuff. I, I mean, I don't think it would shock anybody who's ever heard me preach, uh, know that I'm a pretty voracious pop culture consumer because it comes, it goes into the, because I think that's what a lot of people are. They're, they are, that's where they're being informed more often than anything else is pop culture. And so I always say, well, you know, what are they being informed by? And I go back and, 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 um, I try to filter that for people. And, and, uh, reading is a big thing. I, I do kind of rely on, uh, commentaries I have probably three or four that I go through especially if it's passages of scripture that are like we've been in the we've been in the the judges portion of sermons from the saints and so um, there's the Sunday school kind of mentality about these judges and then there's the deeper kind of stuff that you have to kind of really dig at so I dig a lot I, I mean I really get into it. And then also too, I mean, uh, doing this podcast actually for me has actually improved my preaching. I thought, I thought the same thing. That's <laughs> one of my answers too, is, uh, you know, watching you two guys preach and then responding to that and listening to that, 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 that's, an, that's another one of those pieces of, I mean, you're mm-hmm. listening to other preachers. Yeah. Also, yeah. The two of you. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, you know, one of the, the benefits that we, that Kenny and I've had since the whole time that we that we've been together and, and been here for the last six years is we've had a multitude of preachers. Most, most preachers don't have that. Right. Uh, most preachers have themselves and, and, and you're relying on, um, the, the, the cheerleaders in your church or you're relying on the critics in your church to kind of give you feedback. And, and we know most of the feedback that we get is pretty, pretty thin. Um, it's either, um, kind of generic, positive, you know, good, nice sermon pastor, nice sermon pastor, good sermon preacher. Um, or it's critical. It's kind of, I I, lack of a better term. It's nitpicking critical, right? It's those, you know, those sorts of things that you really, Mm -hmm. you can't take a whole, I mean, you take away what you take away, but not, it's not as impactful. So it's, it's been nice here to be able to sit down with other preachers who are regularly in the practice of preaching and to say, Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't get that take, or or hey, I'm struggling with this. I mean, I, there are many times where I 
Kenny and I have gone to each other's office, you know, Mike before and said, okay, I'm got no clue. I, I mean, I, or I have like 17 different directions that I'm going. I could go on this. What do you see here? Um, what do you hear? What do you, what do you see in the church? What do you see in our community? What do you see in our world that, that can mm. kind of help me hone that a little bit? And that's been hugely mm-hmm. beneficial for me mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, uh, I can't wait to see what you guys do with uh, with Jephthah uh, <laughs> a yeah. week from a week either. from Sunday, because <laughs> that's exactly the kind of the s- story where you're like, what do you do with this? There seems to yeah. be so few redeeming qualities about yeah. a rash vow and the, the harsh yeah. uh, uh, circumstances. And how do you mm-hmm. how do you preach hope and faith in Jesus in, in the middle of all of that? Yeah. I love that you guys have that. I also love that uh, what you said, uh, Zach, about the um, being a student of culture, being well read about yeah. culture, because it does make it does make me think that part of what our job is is to is to meet people where they are in the life that they are living. Yeah, and you know we send those cues that we are doing mm-hmm. that when we address things that they are already thinking about or literature that they've already been engaged with, and you know any social issues of the day. We address that when we address those things, even if we just mention them. Yeah. We're saying, okay, you know how that's a reality? Now that's going to take us to this reality we lift up in Scripture. Yeah. So I think it's really, really important for, for a preacher to be a student of culture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it proves um, relevancy. It also proves um, that we are we're not weirdos. Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we do watch movies. We do, you know, go to you know, we, we, we understand what Netflix is. We understand what, you know, we're in that world as well too. But I think, and we, I I always think, and Kenny has done this quite a bit as well too, is, is giving people a lens when they go into culture, when they are engaging Mm. culture, it gives them a lens to see it differently than, Mm -hmm. than maybe they did before. Um, Because the fact of the matter is, they're they're going to engage those cultural things and and if not them um and, and you know we've talked with Brian Morgan our student ministry director uh, quite a bit and I know Kenny's talked to him quite a bit and we've talked to him if not the parents the kids are and so how do you give them the tools so well, you can just say well it's all bad it's just negative you know it's all that's the world get out of the world or you can give them the lens uh the 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 map to navigate that a little mm-hmm. bit better, and it's not it's not it's not easy, um, but I I think. But it, but what that does is that is that rather than the person just sort of being in the midst of everything yeah. that they're exposed to in culture, it gives them the tools to give them those lenses to give them a tool to take one step back and be somewhat reflective. Yeah, mm-hmm. if we can yeah. just get that, if we can get somewhat reflective about the culture that's around us, we can see the good. You know, we can see where God's hands at work. That's that's I mean we affirm that and say, and we can see what's you know, that's not God. Yeah. And you just give them a good, mm-hmm. the ability to to ref, be reflective is critical. I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Do you guys um, do you have a practice of listening to your own messages, Kenny? Do you ever go back and listen to your own sermons? I have done it more since we've been doing the podcast yeah. than maybe ever before. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, I would. Sometimes I would go back and I wouldn't listen to the I won't listen to the whole sermon, but I'll listen to. Something that I either thought, man, I really blew that, or I'm not really sure how that came off. I, I wonder if that illustration uh, was effective as I thought it was going to be. And so I may go back and see that piece of it. Yeah. Um, 
But it's always beneficial to do it. It's a little painful sometimes. It is painful. Uh, and I think that's why probably I've avoided it, um, is you're, I think we're our worst critics at times. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we'll tease among uh, preachers sometimes we'll talk about the Monday morning depression oh, or yeah. the Sunday afternoon depression where you feel like, man, I just didn't do as, as good a job with that as I wanted to. I don't think I was effective as I, I wished I was. And um, so sometimes going back and listening to it, if you're in that kind of a negative framework already, it just makes it worse. Yeah. But I do think it's ultimately beneficial uh, yeah. as a practice to do it because you catch things, you know, you catch mm-hmm. new you know, little, you know, whether it's your hand gestures that you use that may be distracting or... Well, um, you, were, you were, even in the sermon last uh, two weeks ago, yeah. you brought that up and just some one of those things that, yeah, that Jenny we, saw we all do. that I didn't really notice. And you just... You yeah. just but that's that's where... I mean, mm-hmm. so I do I do go, go back and listen to as much as I can. You go yeah. back and listen or watch... And uh, and I do it with with one purpose. I, I want to improve. Yeah. I, yeah. Want, I want it to. If any ticks or any unusual things or any, I'm like I I looked this week at this past week and I thought, man, I really is this is there, is there a latency issue on the delivery of this thing? <laughs> I said no. I actually slowed down. I felt like an uh, an ent from, uh, from yeah. Lord of the Rings, like yeah. you know, and this says the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's just like, but I knew what I was doing because yeah. I was self conscious to the room, and the room was a very bright room, and I needed to. To allow the words to kind of get out in the room without the crowding I've had before, so yeah. But I, that was the whole point: was just how can I improve mm-hmm. my preaching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I have listened to my sermons pretty much off and on the entire time I've been preaching. Um, if they if they've been recorded, um, it's more painful for me to go back and look at notes actually of mm. former messages because they are just. Sometimes I'm like, wow, especially old, you know, going back ten years. If I if I have I have handwritten, I mean, I've got those, those no, are hard. I had notebooks in that. I mean, now I used to put them on the bookshelf because I go back and look at them, and now I've hidden them away in a in a closet because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just terrible. Soon to be burned. Yes, yeah, so that's right. <laughs> um, but uh, but now I listen to them a lot more. I I have a harder time watching. I really have a harder time watching. Um, because even though I think that's probably more, maybe more beneficial than just listening, but the watching, it's just like, because then I start to critique things that have absolutely nothing to do with the preached word. You know, like, man, my shirt looks weird. My, my jacket looks weird. <laughs> Is my hair got to fly? And that, that's a distraction to me. It's like, what well, was it? You know, then I start to think, I start to overthink appearance, which is kind of not the point. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway, you're right. It is. Although it is the world we live in, yeah, it is. And there, I mean, I think I think we're harder on ourselves. To your point, Kenny, you, we're harder on mm-hmm. ourselves than anyone. Anyone in that room is not. You know, they may notice it as you go right by it. We're going to be harder on ourselves. Yeah. But it is the world we live in. We're a very visual world, and so yeah. if if that is done with an eye towards, you know, okay, next time, I don't know what you said, comb your hair or make whatever. sure that make <laughs> sure the shirt shirt's in. tucked in. Yeah, that's. I will say, I'm not a big uh, fan of of the robe, but it does hide a multitude of sins. I, you know, yeah, it really, yeah. it really does. You don't have to worry about what you wear on the Sundays like, you're preaching the robe. That's yeah. right. You know, yeah, absolutely no idea. Well, and you know, there we 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 are sometimes our harsher critics, but then you've always got the you know the little old lady, the sweet little lady, like, did you gain weight? You're like. You know, it's like that sort of thing, but they don't do that in a robe. That, that they was don't your takeaway. That. Yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, do that in a robe that. because it's a shapeless blob of blackness. You know, yeah. so. But anyway, that, you know, I think everybody that does. So next week in the vine, we'll be seeing uh, yeah, you know, robes, black robes. No. And <laughs> but I think every I think every uh, every person who has any kind of a public 
job, you know, or, or, or a calling, whether it's a, in a business world where they have to do presentations or, or sales or whatever, um, whether it's acting or, or it's, we're not actors, but we, it is, there is a craft to preaching. It's, it's not simply public speaking. It's different than public speaking, but it is public mm-hmm. speaking. I think we, we owe it to, um, the word of God and we owe it to the people that we're serving, um, to get better. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. um, I think, uh, it, that's part of it. You know? you know, what's unique about this, this thing, it is, it is public speaking. That is a specific type and it is the, it is pro- proclamation. It's, mm-hmm. it's preaching, but unlike other public speakers who go give a speech on a circuit, you know, mm-hmm. where they're giving a speech at the clubs in town, or, or unlike a professor who is giving a lecture on something that's been developed and he repeats it again and again and again, we give one speech one Sunday, yeah, that's right. and we're done. Maybe yeah. twice if we do two services. Mm-hmm. But right. And then the next week, it's a whole new, brand new. That's right. Every mm-hmm. week, we are doing a brand new creation. That's right. Yeah. That is very unique in the it, world of public yeah. speakers. Yeah, it is. True. It is. And we've... The funny thing is I've listened to some uh, more popular uh, preachers that go and they actually do like the itinerant thing. And I'm like, dude, I've heard that message before yeah. because they take that same message and they go and repeat it a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And people that have never seen them are like in awe that they don't have notes or they never refer to their notes. And I'm like, but I know they've preached that sermon at least 500 times, you yeah. know. Uh, but it is unique when you're in a pastoral, specifically a pastoral preaching ministry. You have... You know, uh, probably let's say you you take four weeks off a year. You have forty eight messages a year that you you brand do. new, unique, yeah, mm-hmm. that you do researched, once. yeah, scholarly, you know, relevant messages. Yeah. Forty eight yeah. of them a year. Yeah, and and when you think of it like that, it's a, it does get a lot more intimidating than just you know you're preparing mm-hmm. a message. Well, speaking of messages, this week we did uh, have uh, Barak. Um, Kenny was out of town, um, was coming back from Nashville. John was in Classic. I was in Vine, and this was a very unique. It was very unique passage. We're, we're preaching out of the uh, Hebrews 11, um, and we're in this kind of block where they're just a. A listing of people, and they're not listed in chronological order either, which is interesting because we did Gideon last week. Is actually chronologically Barak later. Is before that, yeah. Barak is before. Same thing happens a little bit with uh, Samson and Jephthah. Uh, they get uh, 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 they get reversed as well too. Um, but Barak is a very interesting character because he's not even the central character in the judge's yeah. story. Um, he's not a judge. Um, and, uh, but he is a military leader, um, like Gideon, like Samson, uh, like David, like, uh, to some extent, Moses, a military leader. Um, John, what was the challenge for you going into this week, um, diving into, uh, Barak's story? For, for, for all of the reasons you just described, uh, and, and I noticed that we both did the same thing. We spent a, a large chunk of the sermon just laying down the story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. just, just. Yeah, okay. I, I started with the cast of characters. You know, yeah. Make sure who we know who is who is who in all this. Um if if it's if it's a minor character in our own minds, and you brought that out in in your message as well. Yeah. So I think you know I, I mean I've been I've been reading I, you know, read through the Bible and I've read this story before, but really not done this where yeah. we just dig go dive deep in this story. If it's a if it's a minor story in our own minds, yeah, then you know that for a congregation full of people with who are all over the place in their biblical knowledge, we need to spend some time just laying the story out. So one of the things that was on my mind was all right, who's who? Mm-hmm. 
uh, how does this story unfold? What happens? So yeah. Just get the basics out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, to me, I, I had to just admit right up. I mean, it's it's maybe embarrassing that a pastor uh, who's been doing this a long time and has degrees that say I know the Bible could say, I got to be honest. When I looked at this, I could not remember who he was. <laughs> I had to, but the idea is that he's tied to a character that I knew very well. In our tradition, especially Deborah, is very important um, because we elevate her as an example of female leadership, and uh, at, rightly so. And and then the counter is well, no. See, Deborah had to use Barak. You know they, that that that's kind of what becomes the counter argument. But for me, I just had to say, look, I didn't remember who this guy was. But I think, Kenny, you said something a couple of weeks ago where you talked about vulnerabilities. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you might have addressed it in the either in here or in the sermon itself, but, you know, being vulnerable about, you know, you're not, mm-hmm. you don't have it all together. Yeah. And, you, and yeah, I mean, I, I always, I came out of seminary, and one of the things I, I thought about a lot was like, you know, I'm going to be, someone's going to come up to me in the hallways of the church, yeah. you know, two weeks after I graduate from seminary, and or, or, or 20 years after I graduate from seminary now, um, and say, where is it in the Bible that says this, such and such? Yeah. And I'm gonna, am I, I'm gonna lock up on the inside and go, oh my gosh, fifty thousand dollars <laughs> for a seminary education. And it all comes down to yeah. whether or not I can answer where it is, you know, chapter right. verse. And, and yeah. uh, can you open it? Show me right yeah. now. Yeah. And uh, so there is that. I mean, there. Is, I think it's great that you that you were vulnerable yeah. that way. I think yeah. I, I just com- commend commend that. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I think about in a different way. I, that same vulnerability. I you know I talked about my own. Yeah, with your dad. Situation with my dad. Yeah, one of the things, I th- we took a different kind of track. You, you focused on uh, Barak's uh, trust in the battle, mm-hmm. and um, which, I, which is it's obviously, it's, it's right there. And then you're, you bringing out your own story to say, look, we're going to face battles in X, Y, Z, you know, these kinds of areas. You talked about um, the church, the ecclesiastical, church. the church, and then the personal, and said, look, we don't always get this right. And you talked about your dad, and I thought that was um, just about the, the the times where you would like to say you were in constant prayer, relying on Jesus, and but but it wasn't the case always, you know. And I think that is powerful for people to hear that kind of vulnerability. Um, and and Barak is is an interesting um, case study because he's listed in Hebrews 11. So my 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 question is why is he there and not Deborah? And I know that there were people in the room. And we both brought it up. I, I thought it was interesting different different ways of coming at it. We both said, yeah. "Why is he the one?" Yeah, why is he the one? And I knew there would be people in the room because I know the kind the people in Vine. I know there are people that look at that and go, "See the Hebrews writer is a sexist," right? And I'm like, "Well, no, not a sexist. Rahab's in there." But it's also what is unique about Barak's story as a story of faith. And the fact that, you know, all all the all the stories are tied to other people, but he's not the hero of the story. Um, but he is highlighted in Hebrews because I think, this is why I think because he's not the hero of the story. Deborah and JL are much more the hero heroes of the story. And so Barak is highlighted to say, look, his humil his his trust is obviously there, but his humility to no going into the battle, he's not going to get the recognition that a lot of military leaders get, uh, and yet he does it anyway. Mm-hmm. And in fact, ties himself to Deborah because Deborah doesn't say, "Barak, we are going." She says, "You go," and then Barak says, "No, no, no. If unless you go with me, unless yeah. you go with me, I'm not going to go." And I thought that's to me that was in, 
an incredibly interesting um, it's an incredibly interesting story um, and uh, but but the but the idea of the battle it is that you brought up about the with the trust element was a is so significant to all the judges stories mm-hmm. but especially to Barak because he doesn't have the um, he, he he's not the one that's connected in that leadership way yeah 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 I, I did like the um, uh, the humility part of it because the, the the victory would not be his; it would be to a woman. The woman was 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 JL, um, and uh, he was good with that. Yeah. Uh, there's so so you you got to you got to look at that alone. And say okay, what is inside of a of a of a military commander? Yeah. Who was who was who was unlike you pointed this out? Unlike Gideon, he's ready to 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 go in full out. Yeah. Lightning is his name. You know, yeah. go in, go in full out. But he was like. But as far as that goes, who gets the credit for it? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm good with that. That that is, that I'm glad you brought that out. That was that, yeah. that was I mean, your first point was about humility. Yeah, well, and and again, I think one of the cool things about this series is you do get the studies in contrast because you know you both talked last week with Gideon about the um, the 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 lack of self confidence at at first. Um, and then God continuing to push that, do you have faith? Do the dimmer have, switch. Yeah. yeah, do you have faith? Do you have faith? Is it really living? Is it really active? And Barak shows no hesitation. He's like, yep, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a soldier. I'm ready to go. I trust you, God. I trust Deborah as the prophetess who's going to tell me what to do. Um, doesn't matter that I'm not going to get the glory. Let's let's go. And that's that demonstrates a living faith that is so much more, further down and then and then you talked about the the a little bit more so than I did um the song that comes out of this mm. and it's not the song of Deborah it's the song of Deborah and Barak um that that was which is you could preach a whole sermon just on that song the, the elevation of 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 um Hebrew poetry in there mm. was there something John that you felt like you had to put on you had to leave on the table you couldn't bring it up you, because you were trying to focus on that that trust element in the face of battles, um, as a very strong central point, was there something that you're like, man, if I could have had, you know, if, if this was a two week series, we'd bring this up. Well, one of the things that I'm, uh, I'm getting used to after being here is the, 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 the time limits that mm-hmm. we have here because we've got things that happen, happening all morning. Mm-hmm. And so I was aware that, that in a 20 minute time spot, um, that I mean, I would love to have spent more time describing the battle yeah. itself, just to see how how God accomplished. I know you you put a little more color to the battle yeah. uh, when you just, you described the the uh, the song, which included the details about mm-hmm. the the rains and the and the the, the sinking minivan in the in the in the mud <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 stories. I would like to spend more uh, more uh, more time with with, with that, yeah. and just even the song itself, just to walk through that song itself uh, afterwards, just to say, yeah. you know, this was the response when when people see God's uh, God's victory. Mm-hmm. This is how people respond, and and you know, in my mind is like, okay, so when we have these battles, and I'm like, fight your fight, and do your work, mm-hmm. and keep the faith, but afterwards when you see God deliver on all that, there's a response. There's well, I left that on the table as well. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think. Um, for me, I think some of the some of those details I got into just a tiny bit, but then, you know, the whole thing with JL, um, you really could have got. You talked about her being a Kenite and that relationship with the Kenites and the king. There, there was no real problem with them necessarily. I would have liked to have gotten into a little bit more. You know, I get really int- I I get really interested in the backstory of 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 
you know, who are the Kenites? You know, it's a, it's the. It was an odd relationship when you think about it, because they live odd. near the Is- Israelites. Yeah. They have, they're friendly with the Israelites, but they're also friendly with the Canaanites. And their lineage comes from Jethro, Moses' father-in-law. So you have this kind of. Du- I mean, there's, but but they're not the central figure. And once again, God using non-central figures to accomplish his good work in, in very central moments. And uh, and I think both of us, I don't think either one of us would have liked to have added more time, but I think some people probably would have expected a little bit more to be talked about in the death of Cicero. Well, let's talk about that for just a moment there. <laughs> what real. did you do with the fact that, I mean, the, the story that we neither one of us said a whole lot about. A whole lot about yeah. was this woman picks up a tent peg, yeah, sticks crazy. it to the, on the temple of a guy's, Head. head and then hammers it through both temples and into the into the ground and leaves them which there. is graphic and leaves them yeah. there you know and i'm i know i'm looking out in the room there and there, you know it's the classic service is not as many but there are a few children in there i'm like I, you know there's some grown-ups that don't want to hear that much yeah. less the children well it was funny because what i had, you, had how do you think about that well i had people come up to me i i said it a little bit in the mess in the sermon um i'm we are I'm intentionally downplaying this because it's so a graphic thing. Yeah, that was and I had, good. I had people that came up to me afterwards um, that were talking to me about this. Like, listen, we could have talked about how she left in there, went to get Barack to come and look at it, to confirm that this. To me, it's like, and the and Judges is like this. The Book of Judges is, if it were made into an actual movie, we, we you know you hear this cliche a lot, but if it were made into a movie, it would get. I don't know, not even an R rating. It'd be past R rating yeah, because yeah. of the It'd violence. Be a film oh sure. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G- Gangs of New York has nothing on it, you know, like those are because yeah. you're talking about you're talking about, you know, swords getting buried into it makes people. Makes me think of Braveheart all the time. Every time oh, I my read the book of Judges, I'm like, that's gosh. the graphic nature of like Braveheart. You see people are killed and paled. It is hard it is hard to read the the ancient world. You know, norms through mm. 21st century sensitivities. Well, and we yeah. think 21st century sensitive, 21st century Western sensitivities yeah. are. We yeah. don't. We don't even want to think about the fact that our chicken that we buy at the grocery store didn't commit suicide right. yeah. and, and show up on a on a piece of styrofoam with wrapped in plastic. But you know, it's yeah. funny because we talk about the fact, and we hear this a lot. Um, we talk about how violent our culture is now. We have a culture of violence, and I'm like. We're no, just humanity is violent in by its nature. I mean, we because we're sinful, broken people. There is a violence baked into who we are from mm-hmm. from from the time of Cain and Abel. I mean, the first post Eden sin recorded is is murder. murder, and it doesn't should not surprise us. And and when Jesus calls out uh, the 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 religious leaders, he says, you know, you are a father of the devil, and he's a liar and a murderer since the beginning. I mean, and and the Bible doesn't shy away from that reality that mm-hmm. we live in a really gritty world, and that holiness is not this soft, easy, Hallmark movie sort of reality, you got to fight for it. You got to fight for that holiness. You got to fight for that righteousness. You got to fight for faith. And, um, which is really interesting because you, we, here we are preaching texts. Yeah. And you're preaching a text that has some of these violent edges to it, and some of these graphic scenes to it. I mean, there's, I mean, and and sexuality yeah. as well. I can't remember what I was, one of my, my morning devotions had some story about, uh, 
about uh, Samaria and Jerusalem being like prostitutes, and and just it was in like graphic details. Very like, much so, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we're here. We are preaching texts, and yeah. you know we got we got to be sensitive to a to a congregation full of people, and and we make we make decisions all the time. Yeah. I mean, I know I made a decision to talk about. Uh, suicide. We talked about yeah. that a, a, a month or so ago. Yeah. Just and 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 some people really struggle to hear it, yeah. even, even to mention some reality like that. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how we can how we can do anything but what you and I both did, which was we're not going to we don't need to get in, go into gory detail. Yeah, but we're also not going to yeah, pretend like there's nothing. Step it. You we're know, not sidestepping. It's in it, the yeah. word, so it's know. there. And and mm-hmm. and what and helping people know what to do with that. Um, that's that's part of our job, um, but also not you know not being so graphic that we we you know we we distract from the point of the message right. there too. Um, well, that was it. It was an interesting week. We've got a couple more. We got another in, couple more interesting weeks. Samson is coming up uh, this Sunday. Um, then we're going to finish out sermons on the saints. Then we're going to be heading into Advent, so it'll be a little bit more. I think. Uh, maybe predictable messages. I don't know. We'll, we'll get there. But uh, uh, we appreciate uh, everyone who, who tunes in and listens to the messages, comes on Sunday mornings. If you've missed anything, be sure to check us out on uh, YouTube or our website, fpclakeland.org. You can go on YouTube and search FPC Lakeland, see any sermons that you've missed. Um, if you missed any of our episodes of our podcasts, uh, go to uh, Apple Podcasts and subscribe today. You can get uh, uh, notifications when a new one is uploaded or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Kenny, John, thanks for hanging out once again. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy it. All right, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>